Thanks for listening to After Nine. My name is Chad Higgins. And I'm Zach Workin. Zach, how are you, man? I'm doing really good, Chad. How are you? I am great. Thank you for uh, listening again to After Nine. You are um, maybe walking to your car, or um, you um, have all of these thoughts going just, through your head. You just finished midweek. You just finished yes. the Sunday gathering with youth, and you have the deepest of life's questions. You are existentially plagued by calling vocation worth <laughs> you are feeling as vulnerable as cry night of camp wow except there's no place to walk to except your car <laughs> there's where's the front chad where's the front that we walk down to absolutely after nine that's where we get our name if if you're just now listening to us for the first time we want to welcome you that was welcome. a great great plug zach i felt like i was right in the middle of like a Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, good. Okay. Right? Like, I, I didn't know. Mount, where's Mount Doom? Like, Mount, Mount Doom is behind you. You have dropped the ring, and you are now returning home. Why didn't they just ride the eagles the whole way? Fly, you fools. You've heard that theory, right? right. Fly, you fools. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So, anyway. He could have said run. He said fly. Yeah. Use the eagles. Yeah. But... So what's going on, Zach? Uh, man, this is this is that season that I love where I feel like I'm reconnected to the rest of my staff. That's one okay. of the things that, like, in staff meeting and church life, like somehow, like, kind of the wintry section. That's like after the winter break. Like we do some stuff during spring break, but really it's kind of now until summer. And so I feel like I'm like participating in conversations that are more than just what I'm doing in my neck of the woods. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. I, I like hearing. Uh, what's going on other places like uh, a few weeks ago I got to help out at the the Ash Wednesday service for Lent okay. like I was like talking to adults which was whoa. I don't whoa. know whoa, whoa hey 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 no it was it was beautiful we had like kind of a combined adult and youth thing together on a midweek which is not typical for us a little atypical okay. but some students played in the band I got to share one of our students um, led a responsive reading time and so it was kind of this nice like multi-generational moment okay uh, it was good but i feel like in the heat of summer if they were like hey man do you want to participate in this multi-generational thing on a midweek i'd be like i don't got time <laughs> but you're like let me put down all these boxes of jello <laughs> and i'll right. be there i got all this like i got all this craft cheddar i gotta <laughs> gotta <laughs> melt up into something good i don't know I did cheese sandwiches craft <laughs> cheddar <laughs> just, i'm always gonna picture you now just, in the summer just, with like Shorts on and then large blocks of cheese. Just blocks of cheese, just stacks on stacks of of craft singles. I mean, those those are my singles. Just making cheese sandwiches for kids in the summertime. Uh, you know, you, you, get, you get the skill it <laughs> You're out. You're doing ministry flip, flip way it. different than I am. <laughs> Flipping cheese sandwiches on a midweek gathering. You guys are all doing pizza. We're doing cheese sandwiches. <laughs> it's it's soup season. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <are> you, <laughs> no. I feel like you're now serving like. Hot tea at like 
We got tea and chai. Of course you of course do. We, do. we got tea and chai. Hey, we make smoothies on Sunday mornings, man. Oh, yeah, man. That's good. You're so cool. Uh, we have derail chat. What you all didn't hear, there was about eight minutes of laugh track that we had to cut off. <laughs> Chad was just in stitches. He was a Shawn Mendes song, just in stitches. Oh, I that's just, good. I'm such a visual thinker, and so you just over just and over again. holding craft singles. Pulling yeah. just that plastic off, yeah. handing a cheese slice to a kid going, you are loved you by are the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the honest truth. It's not really cheese. It's not. It's, it's like recycled iPhone case. <laughs> oh, Zach, that is way too so. funny. I love it, man. Well, hey, one of the things that, that I want to um, encourage our listeners with, um, if, if you're not already coming, um, Zach and myself will be down at the uh, Ministry Lab Conference. It's at, so it's at Southwestern uh, in yeah. Fort Worth, Texas. So if you're in the region of uh, the Southwest, Oklahoma, yeah. Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas area, or flying in for stuff. Uh, it's a big event for youth ministry uh, pastors and leaders, right. but also students and other folks that are connected to youth ministry. We feel like it's a place we really wanted to be. We were excited to, to, to be there. Yeah. Um, we'll have the booth. We'll have swag. Uh, we've got some stuff. We're ordering stuff today, actually, that'll be fun for your desk, little after nine reminders for you, maybe some things. I'm trying to talk Chad and some extra little cool promotional <laughs> items. Uh, so if you wanted to send an email to Chad at afternineministry.com, you'd be like, Chad, we want all the swag. You don't want they, it. Y- you want the swag. You want it. You want it. We want to bring the people the swag, uh, then you should definitely uh, check it out. It's April 1st and 2nd. We'll be down the night before, but the Friday night of yeah. the conference, April 1st, uh, we're going to plan an event. We're going to have a live show after 9. Uh, we'll drink some coffee. We'll hang out. We want you to be guests on the show or just watch it happen. We're going to set up, bring the microphones, be silly, be ridiculous, uh, take some live questions, have some banter, and it'll be a fun time hanging out on Youth Ministry Lab weekend, April 1st and 2nd. All those details, you can get them if you email us or follow our email list. Yep. Uh, so either Chad or Zach, not, not and or, but Chad at AfternineMinistry.com, Zach at AfternineMinistry.com, or follow our email list at bit.ly after nine email to stay in the know. Get some bonus content, some first listen stuff, and also find out the details for the hangs in yeah. April. I'm, I'm excited. Anytime I get to go to a conference, right, you... I break out the new clothing, Zach, for myself. There's like, there's this whole like, um, it's thoughtful, right? Like, you, do you think about it? you like lay it out? You're like, what am I gonna wear? Well, I think some people do. Okay. I just make light of the whole thing. There, it's like, <clears throat> there's so a whole like it, you're fashion. Not, you're sense. not, you're not in it to model. You're in it to critique. Well, this body's built for modeling That's from true. the beginning. That's true. But like, I just think that <laughs> every time I go, I just, I, you just see the, you see the competition in the room. To okay. be very honest. I don't know if I'm judging that closely, but all right. You do, okay. man. Like, people are dressed to the nines. Competing I'm like, for what? What trophy is there? There's <laughs> no trophy. It's like this. I think it's this, like. Twitter follower thing? No, there's this, like, self, like, worth, right? Like, okay. of, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they dress like that every day. Is it, day. like, not fattest guy in the room or, like, not? I mean, is it is it, like, like guy with best beard like what are the categories right well, like, so i think that there's there's multiple different styles right you're definitely going to see the like hipster like okay. sweet beard like awesome flannel shirt okay he's gonna have he's gonna have the side part but it's gonna be so deep and so wide that you can see a little bit of his skull scalp. okay like he's like shaved no he's, like past, shaved into it okay. yeah it's past scalp okay i mean he, <laughs> there's a surgical extraction yeah. into this guy's head um and then he's going to have, like, 
more carabiners off of his belt loop okay. than you've ever. I'm okay. like, I don't know if the dude's rock climbing later or okay. what the deal is. He's um, ready. If he is, he's ready. Yeah, and whatever he's got in that satchel bag allows Maybe him to be ready. Maybe he's just conference ready. Maybe he just knows there's going to be a bunch of swag bags. He's just I know. Clip, clipping them to his belt loop. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to see that guy, but then you're also going to see the dude that's rocking the, like, button-up shirt that has, like, a— Tucked in, dr- tucked in khakis? Well, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like nineteen or two thousand and three front tuck, maybe okay. still little half tuck in the front, out in the back. He's gonna have like a dragon on his back shoulder. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Like the embroidered dragon. See, my my my. Oh, oh you're talking. Oh, you're talking. Okay, so you weren't talking like like checkered button down into chinos. You were talking like affliction button down. Right. Okay, like the tough guy. Yeah, tough he's, guy you passed. Right, through. he's okay. got those like jeans on that's got like the special designs on the back. The, the po- pockets with flaps. Right, with it looks yeah. like a map to yeah, Mordor. It actually, it actually connects. <laughs> no, it's the symbol It's the symbol of the one ring. Yeah, yeah. So it connects the dragon's tail from his shirt down to his jean pockets. Right, right. right. He okay. looks way cool. And then well, I'm, but nobody's 1992 camp t-shirt guy, right? Some people are. <laughs> the, 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 I'm saying, like, that guy's my favorite guy. That guy that's, like, so committed to his camp shirt that now hipster guy's jealous that it's so authentic or whatever. <laughs> that he's like, it was my first camp shirt ever, and I just always wear it on Thursdays. I love it. I love it. The kids know when I come to school because I'm always wearing that camp shirt. See, that's actually the longer I've been in ministry, that's the dude I want to talk to. <laughs> Because he's been in it. He's doing the thing. Like, and he's still doing it. And, like, it's like the thing that was old is now new again. Right. right? Like, the thing that, like, at the time was like, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's seasoned out, but now it's, like, back in. Right. He's a little quirky and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But he's got some, like, just some wisdom about him. Like, he's, he, like, he's like shaved the goatee. Yeah. He's no longer bleaching the tips, but he's still rocking <laughs> bleaching the, the tips. <laughs> I mean, man, we were all in the 90s. We are all in the 90s once. Let's know. bring it back, Zach. <laughs> I'll let you bleach your tips. <laughs> oh, me first. Yeah, you first. Thanks. You first. You I bleach your tips. tips. What are we talking? What are we talking about today, Zach? <laughs> uh, the thing that we're trying to avoid talking about, which is, what's the thing you're worst at? Uh, it's about to get vulnerable today on after nine, so you might want to put the earbuds in and crank the volume to at least eight or nine because it's about to get pretty vulnerable and intimate. Uh, Chad and I've been talking a lot, and one of the things that we feel like is an honest question that we need to lay out there is that some nights. We just are the worst at stuff. There are some times when we do things. <laughs> the literally worst. It's actually worst. It's not just like, hey, it didn't go well, but no, it went wrong. <laughs> like, okay, for instance, I'll start. <clears throat> Chad, my name is Zach, and I have an after nine <laughs> confession. I am the worst small group leader. Please <laughs> never invite me to be a leader of small groups at any kind of youth ministry thing that you do. I struggle with the inadequacy of full-blown conversation, <laughs> uh, I am hindered by trying to always answer questions in linear order off a half page, and I'm always wringing my hands wanting to interject or affirm or applaud somebody else's thing, but would not wanting to cross-talk or cut anybody else off from their thing. I will have all the one-on-one conversations with everyone in the group before or after the small group, or I will speak to a large group, but please... Do not invite me to lead a small group. I am the worst. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to take all this in right now. Okay, let's break it apart. Because um, it's, it's, it's one of those things that really is like this kind of like crisis. Like whenever we have a week, we're like, hey, man, uh, I can't make it to lead small group on Sunday morning. Can you cover me? And I'm like, oh, 
Oh no, no, no! That's that's not why we do this. No, I I, I put three leaders in that group, so I would never have to do this. I, I'll make sure that the fun happens before the teaching happens after. But oh no, oh, oh no. gee, I wrote these questions. They're terrible. <laughs> and they're terrible. <laughs> that's a really funny statement, by the way. Um, it happens every Sunday morning. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to like break this down because I, I, I haven't, I've never seen you in that setting. You won't before. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> what a... I'm trying to live into my strengths and uh, <laughs> okay. delegate my weaknesses. What um, it's th- okay. So like a lot of times when when I hear somebody say something like that, right? Like. You're like, okay, are you introvert, extrovert kind of thing? I'm an Enneagram 7 and a full-blown extrovert. Yeah, right. I see that. And so normally – You see it. It's like tattooed on my chest. <laughs> yeah, I saw him coming. He's an ENFP for sure. Um. Wow. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> well, Chad's settling into Revelation. And once again, I'm not saying wow, right? Like I want to be encouraging to you. <laughs> yeah. It's not like oh, ladies and gentlemen, just know that it's not always so affirming here in the working <laughs> studio. No, no, I just sometimes we degrade each other in Christian love. Well, so like here's why that's a wow to me. Okay, like, tell me why it's a wow. Um, it wasn't said to shock you. I'm saying because it it's true. Well, so I one of the things one of the things that you're very very talented at is is writing curriculum and things like that, and so. Um, that's a way to not be in the spot. <laughs> right. It. It's, that's funny. And so it's like you can break it down. You understand like, okay, how to make this function and, and some things to watch. Listen, through. man, play callers aren't quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> You're the backup quarterback on the sideline. I'm side the guy holding the clipboard, man. I got all the signs and the codes. I'm just not out there throwing the ball. <laughs> that is awesome. That So, okay, so what is it about small group? Like, it, when you're in it, in it, yeah. Well, what is not the enjoyable part, or is it? It may be enjoyable. You just don't feel like you're good at it. I well, I, I think I'm really bad at it, and I also is it don't enjoyable? Enjoy it. I, well, I think it can be. I, 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 okay, <laughs> I understand why some folks love them. Like, okay. I get it because it's there's just enough uh, of deference in the room that you don't have to be the ping pong ball back and forth. Like you okay. and I are sitting across from each other, and typically we're listening to each other talk. Typically. And then we're like, typically, he's on his phone right now. <laughs> stop. That's stop not true. clicking hearts. It, it's, it's, it's the back. And, I, I, I'm not afraid of the back and forth. So, so I understand if you're like a little more hesitant to speak, you're kind of like kind of waiting for like, yeah. like it to come around the circle or to kind of like weave its way back to you. But because I'm so animated and excited and always ready to give a quick answer, always ready to share, never afraid to add a few words to the conversation, I feel like I have to sit on my hands and like wring my hands and like, Ooh, okay, well, I'll, okay, I got a response for what Molly said. Okay, mm-hmm, okay, and then when, mm, okay, I was gonna, mm, I was gonna say that, Sarah. Okay, great, no, that's good. And so it's just one of those like, like, okay, Tim, Tim, Nicole, mm, okay, okay, fair enough. That's a good question. That's a good question. Like for me, it's like that, that melodrama of like, I know what I would have said, and I also know if I said it wrong, what I would have immediately tried to like do to like nuance it or like give it the proper explanation. But in the small group, it feels like this odd like. I say a little bit, we all nod. You say a little bit, we all nod. She says a little bit, we all nod. And for me, like I want the I want the pace to be a little bit quicker, a little bit snappier. Okay. Or I want to be the one that's listening to someone speak over us, or be the one that speaks to a group of people. And so, like for me, the small group just misses all of my favorite relational dynamics. 
And so that's why. And so leading it, I always feel like I want to rush the answer. I'm always like, here's the question, and here's also the answer. <laughs> or if someone gives an answer, I'm like, that was almost an answer, but here's <laughs> what the answer is. Uh, or, or if I'm in the group participating, I'm like, I would have let it differently. I would have taught it differently. These questions are not in a good linear order, right? Like it's one of those, like you just, you kind of, you go into that judgy role of like, it's, it's, it's every guitar player at Christian church camp stuff where they walk up and check out the pedal board, the lead guitar player of the band. They're like, I've got cooler pedals than he does. <laughs> you know, it's that whole mentality. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but I'm the worst at that. I'm the worst at that. Okay. So, so for me, like, I, it's not that I don't ever ha not have small groups. Like, small groups are an integral right. part of our of, of our ministry, and, and I don't ever want to be the one that, like, steps on them. Like, I, I hopefully always give enough time to them whenever we have them on Sundays or Wednesdays yeah. or Fridays or whenever we gather. Like, it's not that I'm cutting it out because I think it's wrong, but I think that my role isn't to lead it. And really, like, if we're going to do the pastoral moment, I want to do it in a, like— one-on-one -on -one or like a like a like these few students in this kind of setting like for me like the the small group of like eight or nine or ten is always just the wrong size of group for the way that i want to relate to people right. in the same way that some people when they walk into a room of 200 people are like nope too many and like they just feel like they can't connect with that large of a group or for some folks that are just afraid of the intimacy of the one-on-one -on -one, because it's like when she gets done talking She's going to expect me to say something back to her, and I don't know if I have anything to say. And so for me, like, I, I split, and I love the one-on-one, -on -one and I love the large group, but that, that's kind of smallish group for me is just not the relational fit. And I'm the worst at it, and I'm the worst at it because it doesn't fit me or it's not what I like. Yeah. So. Dude, that's that's good. It's good to know. <laughs> so my name is Zach Work, and I'm the worst small group leader. <laughs> um, okay, so here's mine. What's yours? What's yours? Um, man, I, I don't like saying mine. I'll you don't like saying honest. it? Oh, no, oh, I don't. Pins and um, will, will you share with us, Chad? Would you I'm going to be honest. Okay. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm going to be very honest with, with you and all of our listeners. Um, this, is, this is an area that I think if you would have asked me eight months ago, hey, are you good at this? I think I would have said yes. Okay. Um, but the recent revelation. I, I, think, I think the broader... Um, my leadership role has become the more and more I've realized that I'm less and less adequate at this. And it's one that I've been working on a whole lot to get better at. Okay. Um, I think I'm the worst at delegation. Okay. Um, like as in you forget to ask people to mm -hmm. do stuff. Okay. Or so you just I'll, I'll put it this way. <laughs> um, the, here's the big thing that I, I believe the Lord's been showing me over okay. and over. And I think it's why at one point I thought I was good at delegation. And the more and more I realized that I'm not as good as I thought I was. Okay. Um, I'm great at giving um, small tasks to people. Okay. I'm not good. Set those chairs up, move those tables. Yeah, those okay. kind of things. Okay. Um, and so I think for... I, I'll be honest. I think even for a lot of youth pastors, they would maybe look at some of the ways I do things and go, oh, I don't see that. Okay. Um, I think that that is a symptom that I think as a whole, a lot of people in, in our occupation um, are much worse at it than they think. Okay. Um, and, and I will say that I, I very much am. I believe I am. Um, in, in that I'll give small tasks to people. 
but I think that I've confused delegation with micromanagement. Okay. And that I'm just giving them small little things to do. To watch them work. Part of this like bigger thing that's going on. Mm. Instead of giving away like leadership and actual mm. like meaningful things and allowing people to to run with it and and to grow and to be a part of um, this ministry that God's created instead of just this like thing that I'm doing. Okay. And so that's been something that for me I've been trying to, to work on more and more. Um, I, I think that it's probably a hard issue of myself of of not wanting to or just feeling like I need to be in control of everything and, and all of those kind of things um, instead of allowing our people to really grow and flourish, okay. um, which I, I believe that's what I'm called to our, our church to do. And so um, I'm seeing more and more of that, that I think in some ministries – when our church people see a qualified and capable leader, I think it gives them excuse to kind of hang back in the background and let them do their thing. Okay. And I think really great leaders inspire, encourage the people around them to be great. Okay. And and so that's what I, I want to be about. That's what I desire to be about. Whether I do that always or not, I want to be honest and say mm, probably less than I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that being honest about those kind of things helps us be- become better at what we do. Yeah. And so as um, in doing this episode, I hope you hear us. And, and we wanted to start off in this place of honesty um, to really ask this question of um, what is it in your life, in your ministry that you go, mm, I don't do this well? Because I think before we can get better at anything, we have to identify the things um, that we don't do as well. And I think that there's multiple different thoughts on where we go from that place. Um, but if we're never people that evaluate correctly where we're at, what we're good at, or what yeah. we're bad at, then I don't think we can ever move from that place. Well, so one of the things that I think yeah. might be worth evaluating even more in the second half, but maybe we start the conversation now, Chad. Thank, first of all, thank you for sharing uh, from a place of honesty. Yeah, that, that was... That seemed like a great response from a good small group leader. Thank you for your answer. Um, <laughs> Tiffany, what did you think? Great. <laughs> but I, I think the conversation of strengths and weaknesses, right? Like I feel like that's kind of what's been in vogue right now. Yeah. If you listen to like a lot of the leadership circles of folks is like, you know, find out what you're great at and then delegate away everything else. And, and I, I hesitate to fully agree with that. Now, we talked earlier, and, and, and my stance is I think there are things that we're better at and things that we're not. And I don't think that anybody is equally gifted probably in all the ways that they should be or even want to be, right? Right. Um, like some people that are the best communicators just can't build a PowerPoint. And it's like, it feels like if you're going to be a good communicator, you could like put your thoughts on a screen, but whatevs. Um, or, 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 you know, hey, I lead all these people. I'm, I'm a vision caster, but my invoice is, oh, they're out of whack. <laughs> Whatever, you know, right. it's like, well, you should have a vision for your finances. Right. Um, but I, I think that the idea of like strength and weaknesses and like you know you, you live into your strengths and you delegate your weaknesses, it's in some ways is, is a roundabout way of saying, be confident in the things that bring you confidence because in your confidence you will excel, but in your honesty be humble or in your humility be honest, um, and that the things that you don't do well you don't do well. Sure. And, and I think more than like trying to like um, puff yourself up on well I only 
communicate to groups of people that are, you know, there's, there's, I only communicate to gatherings that are 75 people or larger, or, you know, I only um, do this for a certain way or a certain thing is, is maybe unfair for the ways in which the other things could teach you a little bit. Uh, but I think the, the reality of, of, of gaining confidence from the things that you're strong at, knowing them, knowing thyself well enough to gain confidence from the things that you're good at, and then to find a certain kind of humility and honesty in the things that you struggle with um, will grow you as a leader and grow mm -hmm. you as a leader of other people. Um, w one of the things that we talked about earlier this week is that sometimes when things are running their most efficiently, um, we are the least ready to identify the actual needs that we have. Um, like we work really hard at leaders at trying to like make everything happen and kind of run the ship and like sustain the thing. Uh, and yet um, maybe it's in the times of things kind of happening the most that we actually need to do the most evaluation um, because may maybe everything that we worked to get in right place now um, has not prepared us for the next right thing that we're supposed to be ready for. And I think that others need to see us wrestle with that more than we do. Like I think we need to have more of an of an openness in the ways in which um, we aren't as efficient as we think we are. Uh, your comments about delegation are true. Like, yeah, you got a bunch of people to help do this and that, um, but did you build up what their vision of serving the kingdom or being in the church was in a bigger image uh, than just setting up tables? I mean, did right. you instill in them a theological understanding for why we set up tables? Did you instill in them an understanding for why we gather as the church by delegating away this particular thing? Like, yeah, copies need to be made. Yeah, tables need to be set up. But there are things that if we invite people into, if, if, if we acknowledge our weakness enough to invite them into the, that our sheer capacity has run out, that our sheer uh, ability, capability has run out, and we invite you in not out of our, ah, I can't do it anymore, but before I say that, I need you here so that you can lead and be and right. do, so that you can have the same wrestlings and conversations that I do, right. which is I have strengths and I have weaknesses. Like that seems like, like to be the kind of the root issue of like acknowledging that you're a leader is to have the kind of second order reflections of my strengths and my sure. weaknesses. Well, and I, I don't know, I just... The thing that I think God keeps revealing to me is I think over and over again in my own delegation, like I'm giving people the task to set up chairs when in all reality I could be handing over the task to that person of all of my like first impressions of my student ministry. And then that person can begin to hand off responsibilities to other people to set up chairs, to set up booths, to, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. Demand all these kind of things. But instead I'm trying to keep such a close rein on it that I'm trying to like be the first form of contact yes. to all of these people. And what that does is I, and the, the reality of it is, is that we all only have such a scope of, of leadership. Right. And so right. if I'm trying to manage all of these type of, type of people, I, I'm not, I'm never going to do it well, but if I'm, connecting to this one person and allowing them to build their own team underneath them, then the area and the scope of leadership and influence is astronomically greater. Well, and I think I think thinking about it in that way reveals two things. Uh, one, how dangerous hierarchies can be. Um, that the, the, there's a dangerous form of hierarchy if we think that, well, everything that we do has to fit underneath what I can do. Mm -hmm. 
Well, if you can only lead three people, then that's that's a limited kind of hierarchy of things. Now, if you can expand your understanding of what it means to lead those three people, maybe you're not on top of the pyramid leading three people, but maybe you're the coach on the sidelines leading three people to like organize a whole team of people and watching them grow from their capacity. I think that's right. one of the things that we as pastors have to be um, in the place of discernment um, and, and, and review and evaluation almost at all times to see in which way some of our other people that we are discipling are actually higher capacity leaders than we are. We're just there to train them in the ways of fellowship and Jesus. So that's the first thing that sometimes I think we, we fall into the trap that like, well, the pyramid has to always be with me on the top. So whatever, you know, whatever layers we want that underneath, it only works as long as they fit into whatever my capacity for that is. The, the second thing is that, man, I think that there are people gathered around us that are ready to surprise you with how good they can do. Oh, yeah. And just because it's not the way that you exactly did it do, or would have done it doesn't mean that it's not the way in which it might be even better received right. by other people. Like I think sometimes we always play like we're the final audience, right? Like it's it's that classic conundrum we talked about from uh, a few episodes back of like, you know, youth pastors are always picking bands and speakers that they want to hear and not always thinking about who, you know, the students might need to hear, what it needs to be about. And I think the honesty of like this isn't the show for me, that, that my discipleship is not – the contours around which this is shaped is really important. Um, so, so Zach, um, here's the here's the question that I want to ask as we come back from from our break. That I think is probably the question that when we're not in front of a microphone that we're asking each other. But I I think that as we talk through this episode, it's important that we maybe let our listeners hear some of the conversations that we're having away from microphones. And so here's my question that I want okay. both of us to think about. Th- these are our weaknesses. Yeah. At this current stage in life, how are we how are we walking through that? And then what does that say about our current heart? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um I think that that's probably a question that we ask away from the mics and I want to invite our listeners into that. Um a little bit and I hope that you yourself are asking when it comes to your weaknesses or even your strengths how are you dealing with it and what does it show about your career hey after nine listeners we are so incredibly thankful for all of your support and encouragement in these first 10 episodes and now Zach and Chad have a request It has come to our attention that there are After 9 listeners in almost 100 unique locations worldwide. This is so exciting, and we want to involve you in building up this amazing community of honest youth ministers. We want to challenge you to find one new After 9 listener, another youth minister, and invite them to an honest conversation. Ask them big questions. Spend some time conversing over coffee and chalupas. Snap a pic with them and send it to us or tag it with hashtag after nine on social media. Thanks for listening and building up this community. Hey, welcome back to after nine. So when we left, we we're trying to be honest and vulnerable today. Um, hopefully as you're listening, that... sometimes you're the worst. <laughs> you're the sometimes worst. Sometimes you're the worst. Let's just, let's just say it out loud together. <laughs> I 
sometimes am the worst. <laughs> now you. No. All right. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, I, no, I very much. I, I um, very much am the worst at many, many things. Um, and, and, and that's okay. And I, I hope that um, through, f- through this and, and through talking about it, um, that, that we're real and we're honest with ourselves, that we, that we may grow. Um, so, so the question you left us with yeah. is, is what is the acknowledgement of our weaknesses say about our heart and the condition of our ministry? Is, right. is, that, is that a fair Yeah, I, I think so. Back? Because I think that each of us, right, we have these things that we don't enjoy, that we're not good at, but we still have to do them, right, at some, yeah, at some yeah. extent. And so my question is for us, when, when we're pulled into those areas that we're doing things that we're uncomfortable with, that we don't feel like we're good at, um, where is our heart in it? What does yeah. it expose or show us about ourselves in that time? So what do you, what do you think? Well, so since I started before, I start again. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the small group thing I think is true no matter what church I go to. Like it's just I think a personal thing that I'm trying to work through. But it, it is for me— um, the constant questioning of at, at what levels are these or can these be formational? Um, I run. I, I hope and I pray and, and I've seen fruit. Like this is not like the whole enterprise is shot, um, but sometimes um, I feel like the small group meeting and gathering together um, either doesn't have enough direction from point A to point B. Like like there, there's kind of just kind of this amorphousness to it. Like we gathered, we got together. And then we broke, you know, or whatever. Like, there's not enough, like, focus, for at least for my own personal taste. Like, it needs to have, like, a focus. Like, we met. We did. It happened. It was great. Um, but by the same token, like, I think it's my own kind of, like, fear of just, like, community engagement, right? Like, at some level that, like, you know what? The, there's a discipline in sitting in that circle with people and not getting to share the things you wanted to share, there's a discipline into listening and to somebody hear one thing and then like talk in another direction, right? Like that's my classic small group thing where it's like it was going, it was going like this person and then that person and then they added that and it was so good. And there's that one student in it. It's like, yeah, but what about that one thing I heard that one time, like that quote from the internet? And it's just like, Timmy, you derailed it. It was so close. We were almost there. And so it's all I, your fault. Timmy. You ruined it, Timmy. Uh, and so I feel like there's that that back and forth of like it's my it's it's my weakness, but it's also my fear. Okay. It's it's my fear that we because if you ask a lot of youth ministry friends, like small groups is like the pinnacle, right? Like, dude, we have like thirty different small groups that meet. Yeah. Or, or you know, we, dude, we had a two-hour small group, which for me is like that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst. Um, but you know, for some folks, like, dude, the small gr- our small group lasted for two hours. You know, and it's just like, I think I think there's a fear there of like, yeah, two hours of what though? Like, there's like a criticism right. and there's like a judgment, uh, judgmental kind of attitude. But there's also a fear of like, well, what if that's what it's supposed to look like? And I think in our and and like say your because your question heart of the ministry you know heart of the leader uh, is is an okayness of whatever things are is what they will be that okay. whatever whatever the group was that week is what it needed to be and so it's the trust that the leaders were equipped and the questions that we wrote for the Sunday morning were strong and that the verses were covered and not ignored. And the prayer time was deep and meaningful and God-centered, um, that it will be 
as it needed to be um, because uh, when there's multiple small groups meeting, you can't control the flow of all of them. So my, my Sunday morning kind of pattern to avoid being trapped into one small group is to be the floater. Okay. That's kind of like, you know, well, they're meeting and they got a little ra- they got a little loud over there. So I'm going to go check it out and see. Or That group hasn't talked very much. It's all sitting very silently. I wonder if they're okay. I kind of go kind of eavesdrop there. Um, but in that practice, noticing how very different each group kind of moves and does um and i think i think the fear is you know i can't control that and i think the growth is i can't control that and the trust is god can Mm. and i think there's a real spirit ledness um that that tests me in ways because i mean again control fear if it's one-on-one i heard what you said i know what i'm gonna say if it's large group well i know what i heard and i know what i would have said um, but, you know, when it's not my role to lead or there's other groups happening here and there, then you, there's a lot of trust. There's a yeah. lot of whatever happened is what was supposed to happen. And in the ways that it wasn't, I pray that good came out of it. And in the ways that it was good, I hope even greater things come out of it. That's good, man. I, I think it is. Like, I, I think when you're able to to see, like, hey, I'm not good at, you know, this small group thing and, you know, there's all these different elements that I don't feel comfortable in. And I think you use some, you know, words like fear and trust. And you know what I mean? That yeah. I think uh, allows us to expose our heart a little bit in, in it and and ask that question. Because I think for you and, and maybe many of our listeners, like being honest of going, I, I don't feel like I'm the best small group leader. Like, that's okay, right? Like, yeah. Don't lead a small group. I Find hope, somebody that is. I and, hope so. Uh, you're right. Um, but but I think too. Like I, I know that there are some guys and girls out there that um, there are areas of their ministry, right? Like even let let's say there, there are probably other listeners that don't feel like they're good at leading a small group yet. I think for some people they have this like guilt that if they don't, they're not a good youth minister. Yeah. And it's like don't buy into that lie. Like don't buy into that lie just because. There's one area that like you don't feel like you're as proficient in or maybe you're not. Mm. Right. Maybe it goes beyond a feeling. Maybe like you're just not that good at it. OK. Um, but I, I don't think we beat ourselves up over the fact that like there's this area that we're not as good at. Yeah. I, I think we we develop and we grow. And I think it is sometimes I think it's this fear issue that like we don't measure up to what we believe a good youth minister is or what the youth minister across town is so yeah. good at and yeah. all those kind of things. And I think we allow that fear to creep in and it becomes this like um, evaluation against everybody else or it becomes this evaluation of this mental idea of what this yeah. great youth this pastor This apparition is. that like, this is what it was supposed to be. Says who? Right. Says who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and I think that that's good, man. I think we, I think it's uh, powerful to identify that. And, and man, the big takeaway from here in yours, Zach, is this reminder that even in the midst of these chaos things, it I, I think the heart issue is that we come back to this place of of trust in the Lord, right? Yeah. That um, he's in control and, and he's bigger than our weaknesses and our flaws. And um, man, I, I think that we as ministers would value greatly um, if we were able to like listen to half of our messages and actually apply them, you know what I mean? We're too busy writing them. <laughs> right. We're not over here. We're writing them. But how often have we told students, right, that 
man, in, in, in our inadequacies and our failures, right, that we learn to trust the Lord and we, we turn, turn back to him. I think that, um, man, I, I know for myself, thinking of my, my own weakness and what it, it involves in my heart, one of the things that God's been showing me, and I think where mine even came from, is I, I realized greatly that, man, I become very controlling and I become, I, I want to... Like in a sinister way, or no, you just kind of no, like not yeah, in a you just kind of gathered it all up to you. Not in a sinister way. I th- I believe in a very like heartfelt, like I care kind of way and compassion yeah. that I want it to be. I care so much about it being right. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be good. I want it to be impactful. Yeah. All those kind of things. But in doing that, um, it becomes. Uh, me trying to to figure it all out and all that mm. um and more and more as as god teaches me what it looks like to be the church i realize that i have to be part of it and not something just orchestrating it and so um that's this big thing that god's been over and over in my heart of reminding me that i am involved in this local church um and, and it is not just me doing all the things but it's allowing the hands to be hands and the feet to be feet and we begin to do ministry into this town together to rest confidently. And, in I, that, and I yeah. believe that that's what it, it means to um, help people grow and develop into mature believers. Mm. And so um, over and over again, that's the thing that continues to come back to me. And so this examination of my own heart is this fear that it's not going to happen the way that I want. Yeah. Or it's not going to happen. And I think mine probably comes back to the same place of you, if I'm going to be very honest. And ultimately, this trust issue with the Lord of of going, God, I, I just, I want all this to happen. I don't know if they're going to show up. And if I'm going to be honest, I don't know if he's going to show up. Yeah. And so I want to get all it this has thing. to get done. And I don't know if I can trust them to get it done. Right. Yeah. Um. I, um. I was I was reading a book by Tozer not too long ago, okay. and he made this statement, uh, and it, this is a very loose paraphrase, but he was talking about how um, we must lead lead our churches and lead our ministries in ways to where if the Holy Spirit didn't show up, it would be an utter failure. Okay, and I think a lot of times we do events and we run programs. To where if the Holy Spirit didn't show up, it would probably look the exact same. Yeah. And and that hit me in this place of going, what am I doing? Yeah. Right? Like, I I want the things that I do to be, if God doesn't show up, then it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, and it's noticeable. And I think that for me, that's this, continue to come back to this heart issue and, and reminder of, He's in control. He's what I'm here for. Um, and and I don't have to do it all. And I'm not the one that makes this thing move. And I'm not the one that even makes this thing powerful. And so I think much more of my time has to go into this spiritual preparation for my people. And then allowing the people to engage in ministry that they experience the power and the presence of God. Mm. And, and so that's where I continue to come back to in my heart. And I think one of the big things that God's been showing me through this. That's good. That's good. Well, I hate to end on a somber note. So let me ask you this, Chad Higgins. Yes, sir. Uh, let's end with this. 
Hit me. We, we both have kind of identified maybe the ways in which we're the worst. <laughs> but in a friendly, face-to-face, couples therapy kind of thing, <laughs> <laughs> what do you see uh, for each other? Because okay. I, I, we both are weird about talking about ourselves. Okay. But what do we see for each other as our best? Okay. So uh, I get to say yours. So yeah, we'll say each other. So we'll okay. say each other's, and I, and we would encourage our friends at home yeah, yeah, to practice the same activity with with uh, uh, a good friend, uh, a close associate at work, maybe your one of your favorite youth workers, or your spouse, or another youth pastor. Sure. Um, but okay, I'm, we've been open. We've shared our own worstness, our mm-hmm. own weakness. But maybe in the act of Christian community and building each other up, let's let's share for each other our bestness. Yeah. Um, so, Zach, for, for you, man, there are, I think there are multiple things that I can point out. One, on a very personal note, um, you're a phenomenal, phenomenal friend to me. Um, you very, very much care for me. You care for my wife, uh, my family, and I value that greatly. Um, in ministry, one of the things that I've seen is you are unbelievably well thought out on everything. And as I hear you talk about small groups, um, when when you first said that, it kind of caught me off guard. But the more that I've listened to you, it makes a lot of sense to me. Because I think that everything that you do as far as like the way that you run your ministry, um, the way that you prepare curriculum or talks or anything like that, Every element is so well thought out, so prepared, um, so creative and integrated that I think in a very messy thing like small groups, um, when you have great questions and all that kind of stuff lined up, when Timmy runs the opposite direction with this random question, I could see how that is like that throws you for a loop. Um, and so I think in those other things in your ministry, like, man, I, you know, I got to walk through your youth facility and that was one of the very first things that I noticed is in all the areas they were thought out and, and more than just like, yeah, we got some random chairs over there. You know what I mean? And like, here's some like, you know, gaming systems. These couches were cheap from Craigslist. Right. Um, But man, like everything had a specific purpose and detail. And so like you had specific like small group meeting areas because you value this community and your students. You've created this awesome coffee bar and all those kind of things. And and so to me, it's this well thought out, well balanced um, approach that I think makes you a phenomenal minister. And so. Um, I could go on and on, but man, that, those are some things that I want to encourage you in for sure. Thanks, man. Well, to say And that's, that's it. So thanks for <laughs> listening a, to uh, After Night. Uh, man, for my brother Chad, um, really the catalyst for all of this. I mean, I, I probably had written things about the podcast that I wanted to start and the things that I wanted to say. Um, but you as a friend and you as a minister are best at identifying the right kind of pace for what things ought to be. Um, there are more weeks than not where I'm like, Chad, here's a hundred new ideas. And you're like, how about we pick one? How about we pick one buckaroo? And I'm like, okay, I'll give you my best one. And so, 
<laughs> just having the right kind of friend. Because I've had some other partnerships in different kind of ministerial things, uh, but I've not until we've kind of started this project together and started trying to build this community together have I had someone give it the right kind of pacing. Because I am someone that will think everything out, and then the, the immediate moment that it starts to fall apart, I'm like, well, I'm done here. And just, you know, because I, I need someone to help me weather through um, when it doesn't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. And you, you, and maybe if this is fresh for you in the last eight months, uh, which would be uh, right before the time we started working on some of this stuff together, um, you, you have found a way to illuminate for me, um, to, to borrow your line, of, of keeping the horse and the cart in the right order and that sometimes leadership isn't running out to the front and shouting back at everybody else mm. um, come look what I found um, but walking just enough ahead that everybody can keep up and so that kind of pace that you set um, your incredible ability to paint uh, with words has been something that's been a true of our friendship for longer than a decade that we've known each other is the ability to not just repeat back the funny bits, but bring everybody into what's going on. Um, I see it from you as a communicator. I see it from you as a leader um, that you know how to do the background work to bring everybody else into the foreground of what's going on. And from that, I am a student and I also am thankful. You're the man, Zach. I like you um, for sure. You know, I, I thank all you guys for listening to After Nine. Um, you know, this is something that when... Zach and I first started out to do this. We didn't know what it looked like. Um, we didn't know where it was going to go. Um, I know this for myself, and I hope for you. Um, this has been one of the most healthy things that I've done in my ministry for myself. We're better um, ministers yeah. because of you all. Um, and, and just being able to talk through it, to really think through it, to ask myself the tough questions, um, and to be honest has been extremely extremely helpful to me um i pray and i hope it is for you if you feel like you're alone you're not you're not um if you feel like you're the absolute worst at not just one thing but many things um know that our god is bigger and he's greater and um that he has put you specifically in a place for a reason and a purpose um and i am thankful that in all of our weaknesses and all of our shortcomings he is made strong. And so after nine listeners, be encouraged. Um, know that um, he is present. Thank you. Thanks for listening to After Nine. Thanks for listening to After Nine. Join the community and continue the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or visit afternightministry.com to share your story.